Podcasting live from San Jose, California. It is the Dad Bod Rap Pod. I'm one third of your host, Damone Carter, aka Dem One, joined by my man in in purple. You're doing a light grimace. It's not a full <laughs> grimace. <laughs> I have been trying grimace. to incorporate more color into my wardrobe. This is a bold step for me. Thank nice. you for calling yeah. it out to yeah. thousands of people who can't see me. Absolutely, yeah. the uh, the diversity, equity, inclusion initiative on Nate exactly. is uh, is is working out well, um, and going from color to no color. Uh, <laughs> my man, David Ma, what's happening, bro? Hey, good to see you guys. You know, yeah, purple and red. You guys? Yeah. I, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> Come on, it's it's pastels uh, for this <laughs> season. Uh, thanks everybody for tapping in with us. We are here to talk about a very very important album not only to hip-hop, but to our, our personal uh, music listening evolution, I would say. I don't want to speak for my bros here, but I, I think I will. Uh, we're, of course, talking about Souls and Mischiefs, 93 Till Infinity, an, an album, and we'll talk about the song as well, but an album that has um, come to define a, a time in the era, but not only because it has 93 in the title, right, Nate? But it is it is in some ways defining of a specific gen- subgenre, no? Uh, Extra P said not to say the years. So, right uh, after this. But, but it seemed to work out really well for Souls of Mischief. And um, amazingly, this uh, song especially, but album in particular, has a lot of staying power. Um, so we've joked about it a bunch on the podcast, but... Souls of Mischief just came off of a crazy, I believe, 93 tour dates, yeah. like many all in a row worldwide yeah. tour yeah. Um, for the 30th anniversary of this, which is incredible. Um, we interacted with all four members of um, Souls of Mischief a year ago today at um, yeah. Hyro Fest. They all like they're all in good shape. They're all like still have it. Uh, with their breath and with their rap abilities, they threw a really good show. They organized an entire festival. Everyone who has ever done anything like that knows it's not easy. And yeah. um, there's more to Hyro and more to the mythology and the lineage of this kind of style of rap that was crafted in Oakland than this thing on this year. But I, I have, I would have trouble saying it would be like this if this wasn't. The '93 Till is definitely foundational in terms of the whole hieroglyphic sound. And when we were talking to Dell and Dante Ross, Dell mentioned that uh, No Need for Alarm was in part influenced by him uh, wanting to get on an album and just spit like Souls of Mischief were able to do on their album. Um, Dave, when when does this album come into your consciousness and, and how did it, it kind of strike you? Is this like, is this your intro to the Hyro thing or no? That would probably be... I think, I think Dell was the intro. I think I probably got into uh, Hyro and Souls and kind of like everything else when I was like in eighth grade or ninth grade, like a year later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's incredible. To your point earlier about like Dell um, wa- kind of using this as a springboard. I, I love the track limitations on here. And it's cool that he kind of broke those boundaries and used this for uh, No Need for Alarm. Um, and I think he produced limitations, too. Right. He produced a couple tracks on here. The um, the production throughout this album is incredible. You have to give huge shouts to Domino, A Plus, Casual, Dell. Right. Um, they just they just like they do this deceptively simple thing. Yeah. Where it's just a couple of loops and some really banging drums, and um, it's just like 
for me, this is my favorite kind of beat. Like I, I love people who get super tricky, but just some nice looped up kind of right. jazzy stuff is just like it's just such like you've used the term several times foundational. Yeah, yeah, it's this abs- is how I think rap music should sound. Good rap music. They Souls of Mischief laid an interesting blueprint. One that was picked up for me most notably. I just remember I think Players Ball the song came out a mm. year later. And it was clear that Outkast had tapped into it, and Andre 3000 has talked about how Souls of Mischief were an influence. Um, and I think it's in this sense, and they were obviously influenced to me and my contemporaries, and I think it's in this sense. The, the internal multi-rhyme scheme, they were one of the first to do it as if they were getting paid per rhyme. <laughs> like <laughs> like every, every opportunity to rhyme some words and also use their vocal tone and inflection to tell you that you know, that they are rhyming those words right. um, was somewhat of an innovation, whereas in, in the East Coast um, kind of tried and true early 90s mantra was like set up, punchline. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about a Lord Furness. He's setting you up. Right. It takes a whole bar to get totally get back to that next multi, but Souls of Mischief were just like, wait a damn minute. Listen yeah, to yeah. the way the man spin it. Right. That, right. And they were just going like that, and it was um, super inspiring at the time, and I and I think still, and it's one of the reasons why I feel like this album uh, has aged um, pretty well because a lot of the things that they're doing are still in play. Um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about our jams. I know in our previous retros, I've been like, pick one song. Um, that seems a little bit reductive. So let's look at if we could pick a couple of joints, and I'm going to go ahead and set 93 till aside. Even as the jam for the normies? Uh, yeah, we're going to, exactly. We're going to have to try a little it. bit harder because that's so uh, obviously on the nose. But um, Dave, what are what are some of your jams off of this album? Man, I mean, this album, like you guys were saying, it's so foundational. I It's it's a classic. I mean, I literally like everything but two songs. I mean, this this album goes 12 or 14 hard. Um my my favorite that like sort of off the top is make your mind up or um or make up your mind i think a plus uh, rips it you know that's the one where he's like hieroglyphics is going to sp- split a kid cerebellum if he lives then i'll tell him i'll leave his brain you know <laughs> something something nagasaki don't copy the manuscript manuscript like he just goes off dude and um that has always stuck out to me as sort of the uh, quintessential example of their interlocking rhyme schemes and uh, for this album and but it's so good i mean i feel like you can lob any dart lob a bunch of darts and whatever sticks is kind of like fucking yeah. out- outstanding absolutely um never no more of course um is a standout as well um and i mentioned this earlier i really like limitations I, it, it it's funny because Dell is limited on that. I kind of want to. <laughs> I kind of want to hear a verse from Dell. You know what I mean? Because he's just on the chorus. Yeah, he's just on the chorus. I didn't think about that. Yeah, <laughs> he knew his limitations. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I, uh, this album is. It's hard to go wrong with whatever you pick. Really, I mean, yeah. Yeah. E- even even the 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 pick for the normies um, for this example, it's like that's a pick for the normies and my favorite. Like, yeah. it's hard yeah. to go wrong. Um, to your point earlier, I mean, these guys remain so inspirational. Um, a 93-day tour date. Um, when I think they did, like, 98 or 99, that's when it was all said and done. Yeah. I can't even attend one show. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, 9 till infinity? <laughs> nine o'clock? 9 to 9.30? Nine yeah, uh, infinity being, like, 11.45-ish. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Uh, I think, for me, you, you summed it up pretty well. Um, Upon re-listen, I also had to remember that Make Your Mind Up, especially A Pluses, jumps in there and just might be the hardest verse on the whole thing. And there's a lot of verses and there's a lot of dope verses. Mm -hmm. But um, A Plus has the verse entrances sewed up, dude. He just like jumps into the fray. It's so sick. Yeah. On this record and even on subsequent Hyrule releases. um, So Make Your Mind Up definitely was big for me. Um, Never No More. As well, I I look at Never No More, Nate, and you mentioned the beat construction, how it's kind of quintessential. Um, this is these are good beats to rap on. I look at Souls of Mischief, um, the Hyrule sound more generally, but Souls of Mischief on this album as solidifying the West Coast way to do this. Like mm-hmm. there was like an East Coast way. There's like a D and D right um, kind of Buck Wild, uh, Black Moon kind mm-hmm. of approach to this and then there's like a west coast approach right which is more like here's this really dreamy sample 
and some little horn stabs. Right, it's right. not as dark. It's not as muddy as the East Coast shit. It's not as filtered baseline-y. Yeah, exactly, totally. yeah. exactly. It, it more it foregrounds the uh, the sample choices. It's more upright bass rather than filtered bass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So it it feels like they they kind of package that and it would go on to inspire so many groups and so many things in the music that I was trying to make. Right. But um yeah, those for me are are the the two standouts obviously um besides 93 till and I'll I'll go with you Dave, you kind of stole it. <laughs> Limitations, man. Limitations. It, it, I forgot how much of a jam that so is. Good. And also maybe giving Dell props for being like I'm going to let you guys yeah. shine. Because he was already on. Right, right. right? He could have pulled the Jay-Z and just, like, <laughs> featured on the homie shit and totally tried right. to blow him out the water. But, um, yeah, I think his his uh, chorus there is tasteful. What about you, Nate? Have we have we covered all the... <laughs> no, actually. Okay. Um, that's, like, what an embarrassment of riches this right. album is, or we just love this album so much. Uh, my, my jam on this record, and has been since I was a kid, is Anything Can Happen. Um, I think as a story song and yeah. as a narrative and as a cinematic example of guys who are clearly not gangsters, there's many moments on this album where they touch on their kind of more, like, humanist enlightened mm. folks and they 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 have a certain disdain for um senseless violence and right. you know they, 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 there's some not great stuff about women but it's yeah. not as bad as the the other things that were out at that time and a lot of for it sure. is playful with its language and mm -hmm. stuff like that but i think anything can happen is one of the great story songs in hip-hop i've been obsessed with it for years each guy gets their own part and their own beat yeah. And the way that it's all sewn together, I think, just makes for a really great song. And then I'm actually really surprised uh, nobody mentioned "That's When You Lost." It's of just course. Like, oh, of course, it's of just course. ferocious. So much losers of the us. beat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you guys lost, um, the beat Straight is up. just so malevolent, and it's just like I don't know. It's just a great rap song. It's um, one of those things like it, when you if you listen to the component pieces, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, this is hella hype." Yeah. But then when you listen to the sum of its parts, it's like, dude, mm -hmm. this like this gets me riled up. Like right, this just yeah. it it just creates anticipation and then delivers on that anticipation once they finally start rhyming yep. and just going off. And like I always think it's funny for people to like be kind of like, here's a list of things we think are stupid because yeah. that's basically how I think. Um, <laughs> so it's just funny since I'm a little kid. I'm just like they're just like dismissing yeah. things out of hand yeah. and. um Live and Let Live is also a great mm -hmm. song. And I realized in doing my research for this uh, for many weeks previous, I mean today, um, <laughs> that, years that previous. Uh, trumpet is oh, is live. played by a live dude, Bill Ortiz, oh. who yeah. was in Santana and did oh, release some of his own albums and stuff. So okay. clicked on his discogs real quick, too. So um, it would have been masterful sample usage, but it's cool to incorporate uh, such a responsive trumpet and it has such a plaintive sound it's uh similar to the oludara nas kind of thing it's mm. just like it's it's a really good accompaniment to like a vocal um so yeah the all the, mostly all the songs are great on here but those are some that stand out understand this man is the grand this the mighty dreaded nigga stepping get beheaded shredded left a bad a broken man chose your hand busted from the tussle with the mic which i ignite like a pyromaniac don't play me that's not recommended you're winning your girl lays me Just because the sun is out doesn't mean our stress melts away in the heat. It's actually quite warm in the room where we're recording this. I, I agree. When those hot summer nights are keeping you up and you can't seem to stop replaying the day, Jesus, is this like the, my internal monologue? <laughs> Dadgrass has you covered. They can calm those bedtime ruminations so that you can fall asleep fast and stay snoozing until morning. Dadgrass as sleep aid, Damone Carter, go. Wow. Yeah, as somebody who hasn't slept well since the early 2000s, <laughs> um, I can definitely attest to the uh, positive properties of CBD mm. um, and, and CBN. And so I feel like um, Dadgrass is, is one of those lifestyle products that if you are somebody who's been ahead for a while potentially but can't, can't smoke that wild fucking $70 uh, <laughs> an eighth shit that's out right now. Uh, Dadgrass has you. It's kind of the, it's all the feels of smoking some chronic without uh, any of the jitteriness, anxiety, and intrusive thoughts that um, that I love personally. But sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I like them, but you might not. Yeah. And sometimes late at night, uh, I want to shut it down and not 
think about Freestyle Fellowship's third release and why it didn't do better. So, Dave, uh, do you want to shut it down like Pete Rock's remix, or <laughs> do, do you want to keep up all night? I am a I'm a big stoner as any as anybody who knows me knows. But sometimes the next day I'm too fucking burnt. Like mm. I'm having trouble forming sentences, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I think with the dad grass, um, you know, it kind of lightens that up, and um, it gives you a little bit of control over how you want to get high. And I'm here for it. Hey, kid, walk straight, master your high. <laughs> dad grass. Which you can do with dad grass. Dad grass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their 100% organic pre roll joints are very low in THC and high in CBD. So you can enjoy the effects of cannabis while keeping a clear head. Not looking to toke? Dadgrass also offers the finest tinctures and gummies on the market. That's my preferred method these wow. days. All the mellow goodness, no smoke required, and we would it would be remiss if we did not point out that all Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. It is TSA approved, so if you want to do a little vacay, Yay. we have a little travels coming up, you guys. Yeah. We need to keep this in mind as we Absolutely. plot and plan. So right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off of your first Damn. order when you go to dadgrass.com slash dadbod. It's a lot of words, so listen carefully. Dadgrass.com slash dadbod. 20% off your first order. Mess with Dadgrass. We do. We're fans of it. We appreciate them. Thanks for supporting the show. Dadgrass, one more time. Just pull out your phone right now. I know it's in your pocket. Go to dadgrass.com slash dadbod. Put in a little order. Twist the kid's cerebellum if he lives, then I tell him I leave his head swelling. When telling fellas about the five, six, live, it's me investigating fly chicks, private, private. I got a plan, I got a plan, a strategy. Adam, be mad at G, mad at because I got a fatter salary. Actually, you will be cooking like bottom ramen, never top, because you'll never stop. That's when you lost. I'm not sure why I didn't mention that. That's when you lost to that. me is the sucker MC anti up. Totally. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's an anthem. Um, that gets you hype, and it so laser focuses on a on a very important point, which is crushing sucker MCs because that's when they're lost. Right. Uh, the Karis One sample as their jive label mate at the time. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this when we get to Nate's record corner, I believe. Um, but yeah, that was a, a a a huge, you know, underground single. But in doing my afternoon research of this record, um, we think of it as a success. Right. right, but in relative terms, not really. It reached us. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. It reached forty re minutes away and love hip hop. So <laughs> right. it, it and yeah, so it, it it did. You know, it was big enough. I think anything on a major label at that time right. got enough exposure for uh, let's let's call it heads or whatever. But given how the song ninety three till has aged and has gotten more popular over time, I was surprised to find out this album was not more popular. Mm. It's kind of in the, you know, it wasn't even like far side popular right, um, right. at the time. So I'm like, I am I just a homer? Like, was that, were you just in a bubble at that time? <laughs> kind of. I mean, we were from the Bay. So, I mean, it was all over CMC. I can remember the video vividly, you know, but in terms of like charting numbers, I think when we spoke to Tajay, he, he mentioned that, yeah, it kind of didn't do well and things kind of unraveled. And as a result, that's when they went independent. Yeah, because uh, the second record, No Man's Land, um, they got dropped before that even actually came out. Right. Um, and so it's another example in when we do redo our Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, uh, No Need for Alarm <laughs> episode. Um, it's kind of a similar thing. And like, it wasn't super commercially successful, although, you know, foundational to a certain aesthetic. Um, and has outlived a lot of things that outsold it or whatever. Totally. Um, in that moment. Just some brief Spotify numbers to put this in perspective. Uh, 93 till infinity, 175 million plays. <laughs> Crazy. Um, 93 till infinity, instrumental, 5.8 million plays. Okay. Yeah, one of their bigger tracks, "Step to My Girl," Dave's favorite song, uh, fifteen million. That which I think I would too. say you're at least it's it's fifteen million six hundred twenty nine thousand. You could be like five hundred thousand of those, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dave exactly. looping it in his sleep, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> it's it that song and it's uh, 
world conquering, amazing, good vibe just is just a, a thing apart from the rest of the album for most people. I don't think most people are going and being like, who's the guys who do that Infinity song? Right. I, I should listen yeah. to everything they ever did. Right. Not, not right. at all. Nobody's right. going back to listen to batting practice because of this. Right. But um, I like to posit this in trying to wrap my mind around why the song is so popular. Is it like, is it popular in that kind of like good vibrations, Beach Boys kind of way where it's kind of like, it's so... How it's like bringing you excitations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, God only knows. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I wasn't throwing those lobs to them, you guys. <laughs> they're just, they're, they're jamming. Um, there's something uh, distinctly Californian about it. Yeah, is what, I, I, yeah. I do think it has an amazing vibe. I think it's a really good song, and A plus should get more credit for producing it. Yeah, right. I give them an A plus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> full credit. Yeah, it's a. Um, it, it is like it. It caption captures something about teenageness. It captures yeah. something yes. about yeah. like um, that time when like all you want to do is hang out with your friends and go to the mall and go to the movies. Right. Like, yeah. there's something timeless about that, and I, I I understand what you're saying. It's a good rap song, but it's also just like a kind of anthemic people Absolutely. who are like, it, uh, for me, it's like you just got your driver's license. Mm -hmm. That yeah. feeling of freedom yeah. and right. like, you're right. like, I could just go to the beach right now if I want to. I right. do want to. So many Throw females. Throw on some souls of mischief. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so much inspiration. Um, yeah, no, totally. I, I know where you're, you're coming from on that. And I also think if I'm remembering it right, um, it's the birth of an aesthetic too. It's like you almost can't separate the video um, from the song itself, and it, it windbreakers, dreadlocks, yeah, backpacks, yeah, totally. khakis, joints, Bands, blunts, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, rulers. It was, <laughs> although they were still using the East Coast terminology, like nobody says "wula" out here, but that's <laughs> that was kind of like the hangover. But it kind of gave this sense of there's an alternate aesthetic. You could be an in the cipher guy, and it didn't necessarily mean you had to have like Tim's on and one pants like rolled up like they were like outside i'd love to know what those locations were i'm like are they in the marin headlands like where are they <laughs> at it was but that whole outdoorsy vibe feels probably in the oakland hills um definitely lent to that aesthetic which if you were to cruise down the street in oakland almost any kind of bay area thoroughfare people are dressed like souls of mission totally, totally. still yeah still totally. go to around lake merritt in uh october yeah, yeah exactly. that's like the people still dress like that. Absolutely. I still want to dress like that. I, I totally. We've talked about this on the show before, but I can't remember if it was Patreon or public things. I thought they were so fucking cool. Totally. I just totally. I was obsessed with them when They're I saw them on CMC. Dell first and then Souls of Mischief and then Casual. I was just yeah. like, these guys, they're about five years older than us. Yeah. Just the right amount for me to still be able to like admire them and yeah. not really think that like their level of coolness was attainable. Right. You yeah. know what right. I mean? They were just yeah. like cooler, older teenagers who had their stuff together. They were socially conscious. They dressed amazing. They seemed like they were having fun. Yeah. They're so good at rapping, which I think is the most interesting thing you can be good at. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um Let's talk about uh, three song sequences, which this prompt in some cases will just be like, oh, the first three songs. And I honestly think that's how you should sequence an album. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally. My thing with the first three songs here, though, and I, I don't want to I don't want to quib with you early, Nate. <laughs> I always felt like You're, don't assume too much. That's yeah. not my that's not mine. Uh <laughs> I, I've always felt like I was always a little bit underwhelmed with Live and Let Live, especially wow. especially batting second. You know what right. I mean? Like the 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 album starts on this kind of hype, crushing sucker MCs, and then they got real reflective all of a sudden real quick. It kind of picks back up again. But I've always felt like mm, perhaps that should have been um, later in the album, but that's just me. I'm a That's interesting. So what's your best three song sequence my best three song sequence of this album would be never no more 93 till and then limitations ah, yeah that's, that's is that yours dave mine is six seven eight so uh, it might it's without limitations it's um what, what a way to go out <laughs> okay mm, is the, okay it's the first one but you know what i i love the first three as well so i would quibble with you guys with yeah that. just the I, way it first starts uh, just the way it first starts, you know, with Opio, um, you're irresponsible. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, so good. it's so good. I was irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I, I really think, like, they just all, they, they come out of the gate swinging. 
with yeah. that. But I, I love Live and Let Live. I don't think it's too reflective for its slot. And I, I think um, Let Him Know is a great intro. And yeah. I really, really like that they did an into in, they managed to do an introduction without like calling it intro right or, or right. like having the beat run for a minute before anybody talks like sure, right. it's they Get do they, they they give you everything you'd want in an intro but it's a real song yeah but i think the the i i agree with you that that's the best three album run but the one i put down as kind of an honorable mention is live and let live that's when you lost in a name i call myself mm. Like I think that I that, that gives you kind of everything you were gonna yeah. get from this album. Sure, you got the reflective, you've got the crazy boisterous, and um, you know, there's just I don't know. It's um, it's also a very good sequence. There's a lot of good sequences on right. this record. I don't think there's a lot of fat. It's here. just a bunch of great songs stacked next to each other. Really, totally. Yeah, it's, yeah. But and you kind of when you do that second one, you get ninety three till which like for most people that's just gonna be the headline here. Yeah. yeah. So there's Absolutely. no need to bury the headline I even mean, though we've it's, already it's the marquee jam and for sure. For and rightfully so. Yeah. But it's interesting that um in talking to A plus, and you will probably hear a clip of that somewhere in this episode, um they weren't exactly sure about that. Like it was a song that they did. I think Domino mentioned this as well when we talked to him. He was like, "Oh, it was a song. We knew it was a good song." They didn't. They didn't know it was going to be the eternal right. lifetime jam that <laughs> kept paying them. Yeah, yeah. That had had no clue. But it's it's definitely that. Um, if we could, there's a couple of let's call it reflective kind of uh, story joints here, and I think you touched on it, Nate, before. It does seem like. Souls is trying to navigate the violence around them in the mm-hmm. way that many rap crews have had to do, right? De La was talking about these type of things, uh, as was Tribe. Um, and they, they, they strike this interesting balance of like kind of condemning it, kind of being like, why is shit fucked up like this? But also, let me tell you a gritty story. About somebody's moms get shot, and then there's totally. somebody in a, in a first person narrative right. where I'm I'm obviously doing a character, but I also know enough about this just from being around. Something I know, like kind of how I noticed on listening to the Alcoholics as an adult how much they talk about peeing. Uh, <laughs> Souls of Mischief on this record are like obsessed with hollow tipped bullets. Yeah, mm, it's yeah, like, like some so those must have just come out. Like it was, they were just like, yeah, yeah. There was like so many different things, like the flat topped bullet and get your hollow tips and just like so many different little pieces of that. But um, I think a song that um, talks about what you're talking about, Damone, is Tell Me Who Profits. It's an interesting way to close. What what right. is kind of a hangout record? Yeah. It's like all right, look, they, now we're like it's not technically over. We still have the outro to do our shout outs and whatnot, right, right. but we're leaving you with this message, which is like follow the money and uh, be yeah. aware of what's happening, what's happening in society. What's going on. And it's funny because um, it's not funny. It's just notable as like a Bay Area resident now. Like they're not really even talking about gentrification. They're talking about like stark, cold, hood shit. That yeah. is happening all around them. Like they're from East Oakland, which like is is a I don't want to call it a dangerous area, but it is an area that has high crime statistics. Hey, it's where the dangerous crew is from. Yes. I think that's okay. To, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's okay. It's to really say. funny to yeah. note the differences in how Oakland is described by Souls and Too Short. And Too Short yeah. gets a shout out and Dangerous Crew gets a shout out. At the end, they were label mates. They're from the same place. The jo- record starts with Too Short, which I thought was, right, even right. at the time, I thought that was a wonderful nod. Totally. Um, I'm going to tell, tell you just what they know. Exactly. And one of the things that they know is that something is amiss yeah. in society and yeah. they, they don't dwell on it too much, but I do find it to be an interesting kind of closer air quotes um, to leave you there when like it's, that's the one song that's kind of not about rapping. Yeah. It, there's a few, but that's the one that's, it's not really about that at all. It's just, it's about their observations. And I have to say they're extremely young when they record this and they're pretty wise, For oh, especially yeah, totally. Tajay, like oh, who totally. still is like a very wise person and someone I look up to a lot. Like, Balancing a career and mm-hmm. life and being a great artist and a linchpin for his crew's entrepreneurial spirit. He's just right. like an amazing person. But like, um, yeah, I, I think that that kind of sums it up. They were they were in some ways wise beyond their years. And I'm not sure if the push was internal for them to have more meaningful songs. I, it, I can't tell if this was them getting prodded to go, hey, guys, we've crushed Sucker MCs right. for 10 tracks. Give us a couple more. Or that was... Driven by them, if you listen to contemporary albums like Fear Itself um, and No Need for Alarm, there's always just a sprinkle of that 
within those albums that's kind of talking about the conditions of where they come from and why is it like this. Um, but I think Souls does it probably the best uh, of, of anybody in the High Road crew. Um, all right, let's get blasphemous. Um, <laughs> Dave, what are your skips on this record? That's funny because uh, my skips are what you guys were just talking about. Yeah. Like, I don't just, hear about this fucking just piss, bullshit. Yeah. Piss on the social narratives, Dave. Let's go. Uh, Tell Me Who Profits is, is probably my skipper. Um, not because it's a bad song, but I don't feel like it fits into um, just the, the whole narrative of the album or just the whole feeling of the album. So you, you know? can stop so. the profits. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, the other one is... Um, in, in the same way that they didn't have like a, um, a typical long-winded intro, they have a typical long-winded outro. Here. It, it is. It's, you know it's like I mean? uh, you can't win them all. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's when they totally. lost. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but shout-outs, we, we talked about this with Open Mike Eagle a couple of weeks ago. Back then, shout-outs really mattered to totally, me. Totally. Because I wanted to know who else to listen to. Right. I was building like a Rolodex of yep. what should I check for when I go to the warehouse, right. you know? Right, so right, right, in, right. in that way, I appreciate it. But nowadays, I don't really need to hear yeah, I mean, Casual the, get his 15th <laughs> shout-out. <you know? laughs> the, the outros and the shout-outs are, I mean, sort of akin to like a skit. I mean, you, you know, like it's cool when you hear it, but I'm going to skip it. Yeah. I'm going to skip it. Yeah. And go to uh, the song. That, that skit and skip uh, only have one letter difference. For a <laughs> but it's the same to Nate LeBlanc. Right. Uh, Nate, what are your, your skips? I kind of don't have any. Yeah. I, th- what Dave is saying is true. When we, when I was listening to this this afternoon, I didn't listen to the entire outro. Um, I just kind of stopped it. But I, I love this album. Totally. This is pretty darn close to a perfect record for pretty me. Much. And I, I could listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, which is which is very rare. Um, right. I don't have anything that's egregious. Um, what's the song where they're like talking about? girls a ton the man i call myself the man that that one was reading a little slightly cringy slightly cringy but when the dude calls them lapulas (laughs) it it is so funny dude they they use like medical terms hilariously like in 1993 not a lot of people were talking about clitorises yeah it's like it's a great way word with like great sonance it, it brings you to so many places you can rhyme with and stuff but when he says the way the labulas hang it's a damn i'm like this <laughs> is so <laughs> funny it's just a funny thing to say if it was like an snl skit or right. like something your homeboy said when yeah. he was trying to mispronounce something when he was drunk and you still think about it years later it's just like it's not like my favorite song right now it's like you said a little bit cringy a little bit not with the times it's actually weirdly kind of respectful for the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. Listen, listen totally. to, like, Ice Cube Cave Bitch and then listen, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And then listen right. to this, and they're actually, like, engaging with people's personhood and stuff like that, but, man, that is a funny moment. But that, that song is a little, little like, not my fave at the moment. Okay. But it's funny. <laughs> and it's and very I, funny. And almost skip. <laughs> That's hilarious. There's, there's another moment, and I wish I could think of this song, but it's where I think Festo goes, Cacophony, but he <laughs> but he means cacophony, right? right. And right. I didn't learn that till many years later. Right. I was like, what I, ha- do you mean I by have cacophony? a thing that I say that I'm not. I didn't make up, but you shouldn't make fun of people, people for they say saying word. words wrong because it means they learned it by reading. Yep. Right. And so yep. I've definitely done that. Like said words wrong because it's just how I imagined it would be said. But there's also the huge possibility that he's like saying it sounds like caca and it's phony. Right. Yeah. Right. And so right. there's like a ve- there's a lot of ways you could spin that if you were so inclined. I don't know if he just mispronounced it, but it, there's probably layers of editorial, like you know, kind of checking these things. Absolutely. Like, but it's also from an era where you know I'll, I'll cop to. It was kind of cool to look in the dictionary. Yeah, and totally. and, and pull yeah. and pull a word out and see if you could build a rhyme scheme. Totally. Yes, that's like my favorite kind of rapping. Yeah, yes, around totally. it. Um, yeah, I think for me, in terms of of skips, um, it would be batting practice, which even even back in the day, and I don't have a firm sense of why. Um, maybe to me, it's the least hyro sounding track to me. Uh, you have to remember, like they. It, there's still firmly in the era of like leaders of the new school yes, and just right, like getting yeah, all right. your friends around one microphone yeah. and screaming, which is another thing I happen to like about rap. Th- I know you just said it's not your favorite, and I, I I hear you. Do you guys also picture it as like if it's a hieroglyphics baseball bat? It's one of those little bats when you go to the A's <laughs> game, and it's like bat day. I got a hieroglyphics baseball bat. Yeah, you know what I'm bat. saying? It's, it's a mini like, bat. It's, yeah, it's a mini bat. It's a 14 inch mini bat. Yes, totally. totally. Yes, absolutely. I I would have killed. To get one of those. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. I would have went to the A's game, showed up first, watched batting practice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gotten my little bat, maybe stayed till the seventh. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, so you, you were saying it was a swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> For me. I like that song. I, still I, like get it too. I get hyped to that song. No, like, dude. I, I, like, I like that to song. To your point, Nate, I mean, uh, this is almost a perfect album, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be it would be that and then just yeah, I am kinda with you, Dave, on, on Tell Me Who Pop It's, it's Okay, you know, okay, okay. I mean I but I get why like, I don't want to hear a bunch of seventeen year olds talk about the World Bank or whatever. Totally. <laughs> I, I get its placement and everything too, you know, but yeah, but it ha- it has it has the vibe of just kind of like an add-on. Let's do a social conscious track totally, before we get totally. out, and it's um, and it's a low on, on an album of just like fucking and crazy highs, yeah. pretty crazy highs. Um, it, it is interesting on their Discogs page now; their subgenre is listed as conscious. But then you also have like anything can happen. You also yeah, have, yeah. Um, you know, so many. Um, I'll say this. Um, if 93 Till Infinity didn't exist, we'd probably be talking about this album in a pretty different way. But, like, I think Never No More is, like, one of the great songs. Like, absolutely. That's just, like, it just like for what I like about rap, like, totally. that for me, that would be the hit on here. And I yeah. think you could build a campaign around that. It yeah. was a single. Like, yeah. there's, you know, it's just that that's also a truly amazing rap song. Yeah. Always Yes More. Yeah. <laughs> in every in every case, that should be the episode title. Always yes more. Ninety three two. Um, I'll make. I want to make a, um, a a slight defense of the outro. In this case, I feel like the outro feels like um, historical record, and maybe it's maybe it's personal. The derelicts manager Rock B is, okay. is shouted out ah, in, in the, the thing to be. in the place to be as he is shouted out on uh, on the song Swang Lake. Yeah, and it mm. just kind of gives you a it gives you a uh, you know kind of a, a carbon dating of like what was happening then, right. and who they right. were shouting out, and who Saphir and the whole Hobo Junction. Yeah, exactly <laughs> pre pre battle, right? Yeah. Um, interesting who they did not shout out, which we'll probably be talking about in a future episode. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's a great fucking record. So I'm gonna ask this just so we're consistent across our retros. Um, Dave, timeless or of its time? Timeless. Timeless, but you know, kind of of his time, but definitely timeless. Given '93 um, and its, um, you know, uh, long impact. I mean, um, like Nate was saying, it's it's an anthem of agelessness and timelessness. So, yeah. you know, when that comes on, you don't listen to that and and, and immediately think that it's an old rap song. No. It's just the vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's anthem. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Nate. Uh, very much timeless for me. Uh, one of the great rap records. I I can't imagine my life without having encountered this record. It's just yeah. like it would just set me up for so much of what I think is great and what I think is important and what I value right. in rap music. So for me, it's it's totally timeless. Um, I had no. Some of these ones we've listened to. I I think I used the term when we were talking about KRS, which I had to uh, keep. Uh, the salt from Dave and myself yeah. uh, on my mind when I was talking about it is it was kind of a chore yeah. to listen to Boom Bap, uh, Return to the Boom Bap. This was not a chore at all. I was happy right. to listen totally. to it. Totally. I listened to it when I was walking to and from work. I listened to it while I was doing some dishes. I had I, I would fully throw this on. This is one of the few records I own on tape, CD, and multiple versions of nice. the LP. Mm. Nice. And like I probably will just keep those. Totally. I don't have a CD player, but I have the CD. It's yeah. like that's what yeah. it's that important to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I I would say something similar. I think sometimes I tend to think of hieroglyphics as like one huge album. Like I know what their, you mean. All mm-hmm. their all their best songs to me, it kind of feels like one huge pot to pull from. But what I enjoy about this retrospective series is the opportunity to go back and look at these things as specifically distinct as released projects right. as they were right. released and kind of you know, go down memory lane. Me and the homie Tracks a Million cut school in senior year. I was a senior. He was a junior to go see Souls perform at San Jose State nice. um, during lunchtime. Um, and just those looking at each other and being like, we want to do that. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. What they're doing, like, we want to do that. It was, it was not, we knew about Dell. We didn't necessarily look at Dell that way because it seemed like, oh, well, there's somebody that's older than us. And he kind of. That's Ice Cube's cousin. It just didn't seem as right. attainable. And, I, and he's kind of weirder. He's yeah. a, uh, much weirder, right? Yeah. I didn't have a nose ring at the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we we definitely look towards them as, you know, maybe in the same way that, you know how kids gravitate towards youth groups? Yes. Like my yeah. daughters had a One Direction phase because they were kids, right? Right. right. Um, Souls has a little bit of that. I'm not, they're not is quite older than me as right, they are of right. y'all, but um, <laughs> they're like one, to, I'm literally casual's age. Oh, um, really? But 
I feel like they were just close enough to my age that it made what they were doing seem super attainable. Totally. Yeah. Uh, totally. Um, well, yeah. They, they had a common man sort of element to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we talked about this before. Like, they're, they're the dudes in, in um, City College that you want to smoke a blunt with. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm not intimidated by them. Right. You yeah. Know? yeah. They don't have on gold chains. They're not right. like... But they're the coolest guys in school. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, up top. Yeah. Um, in, a, like, in a very California like way. like my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I could coast for a month if you just like my shoes. Just one compliment. <laughs> just I have one. a prompt for you guys. Okay. And I purposefully did not set it, put it in the chat. Damn you. Which of the four dudes gives the best performance on this record? Ooh. Start with you, Dave. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go with um, A+, plus, dude. I'm gonna have to go with A plus, um, and I think I think all of them are really good, and they and they all sort of um, their ability to come off as sort of one solid unit, but also like break apart is is why they stand out to me. Yeah. Um, Opio is also amazing. He has like a, the sort of nasally standout voice, but I mean, if we're going bar for bar, um, A plus definitely stands out. I mean, he's he's the one that he's the one that um, he's the first up to bat usually yeah. Yeah. for that Lead reason. Hitter. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, hmm. I would say this, if we're talking purely on raps, back in the day, and I think this still holds true, Festo was always my guy. Really? I always thought, I always thought Festo brought a slightly different, you know, his fastball had a little movement to it. It was a little mm. bit different than the rest of the crew. If we're just talking about whose raps maybe bar for bar with the whole record. I'll say this. If he wasn't in a group, people would be talking about Festo in a whole different way. I think so. He kind of blends into the right, thing. Right, He's what yeah. makes souls souls and makes yeah. it like he, I don't think most people um, are listening hard enough to discern between the voices and yeah. even the, the delivery things like you have obviously studied it. Right. That's a very interesting choice. Yeah. I think Festo going back was, was the fave. But when you look at the producer credits, the MVP of this thing is A+. Plus. Oh, yes. 100%. Like, uh, he, he produced the iconic joints. He had the dope lead-off right. verses. And what I love, to me, A-plus is the AC alone of his crew in that um, what he does comes straight through. It's not quite as dense as some of the other cats. It's not quite as fast. Right. And for those reasons, aged marvelous, marvelously. Marvelous. Like, yeah. it's, it's so good. So I would say... Uh, MVP definitely on this record is so is A plus is Ricky Henderson. <laughs> Off top. I got that down. <laughs> Off top. Um, I uh, just to switch it up, and I agree that it's A plus. If you put, he even does scratches on a couple yeah. of his songs, like this dude is just killing Ridiculous. it. Uh, microphone beats and the wheels of steel. Um, just like. Obviously, the record could not exist without A Plus's huge contributions. But for me, and I talked about this a little bit before, I think like I'm always listening to rap, especially kind of underground style rap, to learn things. And I've learned the most from Tajay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And Tajay had such a great, gruff voice mm -hmm. for yeah. being such a young person. Yeah. And it's actually kind of funny knowing what we know now. I was thinking about this earlier today. He's kind of talking about how like he wouldn't pay attention in math class and stuff. And it's yeah. like, He's like an architect. You're literally an architect. Yeah, yeah. it's like, you, you know, at least some geometry. Right. Like, I'm sure you learned something in high school. And it's kind of funny to see um, where they ended up in their various roles in the Hyro Empire. Yeah. And it's like, though A-plus is the leader in terms of, like, getting there first, Tajay seems like the leader in terms of, like, being the adult in the room. Oh, 100%. Sure. And as, like, an old soul, yeah. I've always gravitated towards Tajay, and I'm like, well, I want to hear what you're saying in particular. And he, he just had such a great, like, cast-off delivery at this point in his life. Yeah. And he just sounded a little bit, like, sneering. Mm -hmm. yeah. And oh, I, I think he, he has definitely. an awesome, like, I just, I love that. I love his delivery definitely. on this album, and he's got some very memorable lines that, like, you can take with you mm -hmm. through life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, lines um, as written, he might probably have the best ones mm. you know if you're reading them right yeah he's uh he's had an interesting trajectory as as you mentioned kind of going to the forefront of their their business ventures and things like that but it was listening to this record and then knowing kind of what happens subsequently when you have the hobo junction hyro battle um tajay in particular they were all fighting this thing of like we're lyrical miracle guys but we not soft I right. also hear this right. on this record of right. they're definitely trying this to be like... This is their De La Soul is dead. Kind of. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of like, you know, we're, we're thoughtful, we're introspective, but we would also beat your ass if it came they'll to just, that. They'll just sick um, casual on you. Though, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you will experience fear itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
so yeah, it, it, I would agree. Timeless record. Um, and let's get to Nate's record corner. Um, before we dive into that, can we all agree the cover of this record is not great? Let's see it. Oh, I can't. That's my whole point. The LP comes in a plain black sleeve. Oh. Um, but it actually, the, the original LP release is on blue vinyl. Right. Um, which is not common for the wow. time. No. And um, this is direct metal mastered, so it sounds a little better than some other records oh. from the time on the, s- on the solo LP tip. Oh, okay. But still doesn't sound great. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. The CD yes. cover, I think, is a little generic. It's not, yeah. it's not Jive's best work. It's just kind of a normal rap cover. They have a great logo. Yeah. The Hyro logo is great. But do you guys agree that like when you picture this, it's you're not like, oh my God, it's such a great I'm cover. I'm picturing that, which is, what I is this, the 93 Till single? Yes. I, I, okay. This is the 93 I'm, Till I, single. Oh, well, that is a much better. That. Oh, that, yeah. that's incredible. I love that one. Yeah, I totally. Love that one. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is a audio medium, so I'm holding the 93 Till Infinity 12-inch single that has the song 93 Till Infinity, the remix, which you don't need a remix for, but it's nice to have. The instrumentals for both, and then This Is How We Do, which is awesome to have yeah. on a on yeah. a B-side. But the actual LP itself is just in a plain black sleeve with the blue. Ooh. There's a lot of bootlegs of this, but you can check in the run-out groove. Look on Discogs if you want all the science on it, but mine's an original. Um, <laughs> which sometimes mine, mine are not, and sometimes right. I find out when I'm doing the research on this. <laughs> yeah. There were also 12 inches for That's When You Lost and Never No More. Great cover, Never great No More. Great cover for yeah. Never No That's More. That's When You Lost is great That's as well. When You Lost has the iconic high-row logo. It looks like it's spray-painted in blue. I believe, and I have to pull it out here. It's blue. It's also in blue. I had this. Um, My cousin stole this from me. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, this and the pistol grip pump you colored vinyl. Oh, wow. That's I got on like a goldenrod like mm-hmm. vinyl. That's a great record, I got too. punked. Yeah, That's When You Lost is on the same blue wax as um, the LP itself. Um, the Never No More single has a no- another song called Good Feeling, Yeah, um, which yeah. is an awesome song, and it, it would it would be right in place with all these other ones. It also yep. has the 76 Seville remix, remix of so Never dope. No More, which is one of yeah. my favorite wow, songs of all time. Yeah. Just just incredible. So for for an unsuccessful album, they were doing the most. They yeah. were putting out singles. They were putting out videos. It was just like they really pushed. Um, and something that I love about No Need for Alarm and other records of this time is like it has a kind of accessible graffiti mm-hmm. aesthetic totally. to oh, that's it. That's a great it's way like of putting it. it, it yeah. It's uh, graffiti you can read. Yeah. Um, able to be ready. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just like seeing these guys in their like normal clothes, you can kind of get at Macy's, but they rock the shit out of yeah. it and the way they had their hair right. and the way they kind of glare. And it's not really fair. <laughs> it's beyond compare. No. Um, they're just—they're just cool, man. I've had these records for a long time. I will never get rid of these records. They're um, the original LP is a somewhat valuable record. Mm. It has gone for up to two hundred dollars, oh, which wow. is okay oh, in today's. Um, it's more of like a sixty to eighty. Yeah. Um, and it, there are copies around, but there's lots of different bootlegs and like weirdness with the pressings, and then it's just an odd choice not to do the actual CD LP. Like cover on the LP. Right. Well, if we flash back to the return of the Boom Bap episode, kind of similar thing. So I think Jive was just kind of hating towards the. This is the latter half after '93. They kind of jettisoned most of the rap groups from their roster. They they have Britney Spears a couple years after that. Like they're just <laughs> they're transitioning into something right. different, um, which is a shame because. The, well, I don't know. The, now that you bring me to it, the album cover was not great. So maybe it's benefiting from the. Uh, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know if it was just a cost standpoint. I don't think it's a great cover, though. I can picture the cover quite well because I've had the Same. CD in my car for like thirty years. Same. But um, yeah, I just think um, not 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 iconic for its time. But it, yeah. there's a lot of great uh, record stuff about this record, and I think um, it, it really does benefit from being heard that way. Hearing the instrumentals, like to be yeah. able to pick them apart, is really interesting. No acapellas, which I think kind of like. Is not my favorite thing. I wish there were they were there to even dissect even further on the lyrical mm. tip, but just a choice that was made back in the day that's never going to get undone. But there's there's a ton to choose from here, and I think as a as a collectible band, Souls of Mischief has a lot to explore. Absolutely, and they you know they leverage their label experience to create their own indie empire uh, along with the rest of the Hyro crew, and so um, you know we love this record. We still love this record. It's great. It holds up. Let us know what you think about it. You can always get to us on Twitter 
at Dad Bod Rap Pod on Instagram at Dad Bod Rap Pod. Send the DMs. Like, I'll look at it and I might even forward it. Or I might even like click on the link. I might not respond to you because. I have adult ADHD, and <laughs> it's, just, it's hard for me to keep track of all that, but I do appreciate all the interaction. Folks have been reaching out to tell us that they enjoy these retrospective episodes, so we we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Tapping yeah. in. If you want to hear us shoot the random shit, we're still doing that. You just have to sign up for our Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash dadbodratpod. You get uh, special segments that we do you get my playlist series dems gems you get nate's uh radio show fly sporadic um and just a a whole nother level of interaction and conversation with the crew so once again that is patreon.com slash dad bod rap pod we appreciate y'all tapping in till infinity